visiting with our Shap of the Week, senior running back Gray Knackfor. And Gray, did you ever think at this point in time, with all the COVID-19 protocols, did you ever envision that you'd be playing over Christmas and, and the holiday break like this? Normally, you know, a year ago, you guys were hoisting a trophy and, and putting a medal around your neck and ordering championship rings. Does it feel like you have a little bit more perspective on how special that moment is when you think about all the work that's gone in just to playing this season? Absolutely. Um, you know, a year ago before the pandemic had hit, right when last football season was over, no, I had, I had, I did not think that we'd be playing over Christmas break at all. I knew we were starting later than normal, and that means playoffs would go later than normal. Uh, the coaches made that clear, so I knew that we were a really good team from the very first game we played. So I figured we'd be playing up into the Christmas break. I'm glad I, I wouldn't change it, wouldn't trade it for anything. But COVID is something that's unexpected. You got to deal with it. And Coach Dodge always talks about being accountable for what you can control. And that's something we can't control. So we're just along for the ride, doing what we can. A couple of weeks ago, we had Luke Raspass on the Shop of the Week podcast as well. And he talked about, it. it's like, hey, man, we don't really get to leave the house. You know, we're, we're kind of stuck in our own little football bubble, if you will. So when we get out of the house is when we go to practice. And that's when we see all our buddies. Normally, we're together all the time. But just with virtual learning and doing a lot of things remotely and then having those practice time, it seems like to me, the seniors have really understood just how valuable time on the practice field and time together actually is. We've had to sacrifice a lot more this year than just like football it goes beyond that like you said we're disencouraged to hang with our friends and our family just because of the virus and uh, it goes beyond just football practice we've got to wear masks all the time give up some of our time after school to come in and watch film it's all part of like stuff that we can't control and stuff that we can't control i look at the stat sheet and it's really interesting to me when you talk about the Westlake rushing attack. We met you two years ago, and you were kind of propelled into a situation as a sophomore, really as a JV call-up. All of a sudden, you're playing in some pretty heavy-duty games as a sophomore on the varsity in the playoffs. Then you have a breakout year last year where you could really see where you and Zane started to work together very well. Then this year, let me just run off some of the numbers that we have. 1,955 rushing yards, 44 touchdowns. You're averaging as a team over six yards a carry. And I look at this stat sheet for Gray Nackfor, 92 carries, 611 yards, averaging just over six and a half yards, 14 touchdowns, Zane with 16 touchdowns. And if you guys were one back, I think you'd probably want to be one of the most celebrated back in in maybe the state at this point. What's that camaraderie like, that relationship with Zane that really makes you guys a, a force to be reckoned with as two different style running backs but incredibly efficient and the results are exactly the same. It's uh, it's mutually beneficial. You know, we depend on each other. Yes, one back would be insane, but it's incredibly taxing and difficult for one back to be able to do that. I love having him right by my side. We get to run together. We share the load, if that makes sense. He has some, uh, some specialties that I'm not so great at, and I think I have some areas where I'm a little bit better than him. But overall, together, when you put us together, like you said, we kind of combine to make that one really amazing running back. We had Zane on earlier in the season, and one of the things that he he said immediately when I asked him a similar question is that he, he referenced y'all's friendship uh, that goes beyond you know the football field and I think that's a special relationship that not a lot of backs have because you know it's a diva position in football we, we like to say that oh this back's going to get his you know when you're drafting guys in your fantasy league some of the most important guys are those running backs and you want them to get the ball all the time your friendship speaks volumes do you think that helps in and relates to football and how you guys can 
share the load and share the wealth a little bit? It definitely relates to football. In fact, I think it plays a huge role. The fact that we never really argued over playing time or position helped us to not only become friends on and off the field, but be better on the field. We always have each other's backs, for example. Um, we'd help each other remember the plays, assignments, certain things like that. I also got an amazing friend out of it. Like I didn't know Zane very well until he started playing running back and through practice, started to get to know him a little bit better. We started hanging out every now and then, and he's become one of my great friends. I know I can always rely on him and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about it. We spent four years together and no doubt that I'm going to have formed some strong connections and bonds with my other players and coaches. Like we all know we love each other. Like we're kind of a brotherhood and I'm sure like and have each other's backs through the rest of our lives. At least I really hope so. It's low hanging fruit in my business to start to start the conversation with, well, you know, Zane is the lightning and knack for is the thunder. And, you know, to me, that's that's kind of tried. It's been done. I think there was a moment in the Smithson Valley game where right before you broke that big touchdown run, I said Zane had the speed. He's always had the speed, but he's developed a toughness. Nakfor has always had the toughness. Now he's developed the speed. And literally maybe five minutes after we were talking about that, you break one off and, and score. And I, I said in the broadcast, don't sleep on Gray's speed because you just saw it. Is that something that you that you worked on? You know, was that something that you knew that you had to improve from last year to this year is to improve your speed to be a, a more well-rounded back? Yes, absolutely. I knew that was my area of weakness, if you'd say. So over the summer, I, I was definitely working on it. And during practice, I spent I spent a whole lot more time stretching because muscles, you know, muscles are a huge part of that as well. And also working on my speed. But then again, it's just something I've got to work on actually a little extra harder to become a more well-rounded back. Yeah, I don't think anybody would equate what you have as a lack of speed. I just think it's a, a punishing style. And I think that's what makes you unique more than anything else is that it's not that you don't have the speed. Obviously, you've worked on it, but what you've carved out is maybe setting an example for how Zane could run with the football as well. And I think you're seeing the benefit of an offensive line that in my years of covering Westlake and just high school football in general is probably one of the best we've seen. And that includes last year's uh, state championship offensive line. What's the difference in your opinion from last year? I feel like the only thing that's really changed are the faces. I feel like last year we had an amazing offensive line as well. Uh, I had complete faith in them. Not to say that this year's uh, this year's is still slightly better, I would say. That is true. But last year's was amazing. Like I, I have no complaints about either year. They get me where I need to go. They like the way. And I couldn't do it without them. I love having new guys like Connor and Ryan, and uh, they get to block for me. It's really special. I think it's also unique to have so many guys. I think that's really the one difference I see you know, as we visit with Gray Knack for our Shap of the Week. There's more faces, guys getting more playing time, and that just suggests that the culture – of the offensive line at Westlake is something that everybody's starting to kind of notice. I mean, you have 10 guys that could get in there and play and play effectively. And I think that's what, what most people see is what's different from last year to this year is that while there's, you know, you can get Mike McKelvey in there and it doesn't matter what position he's going to play. You can get, you know, Ryan McMillan in there and he's going to blow somebody up. The physical nature of this ball club really, I would say what sets you apart, your senior class apart, is just the buy-in on the physicality. We talked to Luke Nicholas earlier this year, and he said he doesn't even talk about touchdowns. It's the most amazing thing to hear from a wide receiver to not talk about, you know, hey, my yardage or hey, my catches or hey, my touchdowns. He gets more hyped about blocking a dude, and I know that that is a part of your game is putting people on the ground, especially in late in the third and in the fourth quarter. Take us inside your mind of what that feels like when you know. Can you can you feel the the defense kind of crumble when you take the ball up the middle? 
it's not that I feel the defense crumble. It's like I feel the offense is just on fire. It's like there's nothing that can stop us. It doesn't matter what defense is in front of us. It could be uh, Swiss Valley. It could be North Shore. It doesn't really matter. But I know when the hole's there, my offensive line's got me. Like, it feels right. It's just a certain way. How All the depth we've built and the physicality, I feel like that's helped bleed into all the position groups. Like, take Michael, for example. He's now – he's running get, get a lot of reps at a receiver. And we're all building depth. Coach Dodge talked to me about that. And uh, at first, I was a little – a little nervous to see another running back, Luke Nick. We've seen Luke Nick in the backfield as well, as well as Chambers. Um, and at first I was nervous. He reassured me though uh, that we were just building depth. And then I kind of realized that that was a little selfish and I should just buy into whatever he believes. And I know that it's right for the team. Building depth is not, is something that we've done a lot better this year. Uh, you know, last year we had, let's see, we had some injuries that set us back. And I think we want to be prepared for that in case the event ever happens. I think the big picture is something that Coach Dodge and Coach Salazar and really the whole staff has has done a great job of of making everybody understand that there's an ultimate goal. And now that that goal has been reached by the team last year, there's some tangible nature to it. You know, I I, I talked to a lot of guys about this. There's a ring, there's a, a medal, and there's a trophy. So now that trust factor is is at an all time high because I think there's buy in with other positions because of that trust. Hey, we did this last year. And this was the result. So what can we tweak to make this better? And I think a lot of what Coach Dodge does is he never wants to see a repeat of your sophomore season. He never wants to see the the quarterback, the running back, and uh, the center all go down within a matter of weeks. So it's not just cross-training. It's, it's building something to where that expectation, you know, I know we say next man up, and that's a big cliche, but at Westlake, the next man up might be the next star and you, and you just never really know. Are you aware of that? They do, but what they do a better job of is helping us to take it week by week. We don't, we never want to overlook our opponents uh, this week. It's hard to think about North shore in the semifinals game, but we have a uh, San Antonio Stevens right in front of us. And that's what we've got to divert all of our time and energy towards because that's who's, that's who's up next. And uh, coach Dodge also after every game, he loves to talk. He loves to say, yeah, we may have beat so-and-so this much, but we aren't even really good yet. He loves to say that, and I believe that. Even after we won state last year, he could have said that, and I would have understood what he was talking about. You can never play a perfect game. No no team can, no player can, but it's just a matter of improving and like entrust, trusting in your brothers. It kind of takes me back, and, and you might be a little too young for this, but you may have seen it on YouTube. It kind of takes me back to Matthew McConaughey's Oscar speech. He's always chasing somebody, and the somebody is him. 10 years down the road. That's what I think of when you say that is, hey, we're not done. Yes, this year we might have been awarded the top prize, but nobody wants to hang around and rest on that. Everybody wants to get better. And I think this junior class has kind of taken that personally and talking to to Mookie and talking to some of the other guys like Nick. He's like, we had that experience as a junior season. He said maybe about two, three minutes went by before he and his buddies in y'all's class were going, oh, let's win another one. Does it seem like there's that hunger there? We really knew what we wanted. We, we, we realized how fun it was and how much the, se- the seniors last year enjoyed that win. And then we immediately knew how badly we wanted it ourselves. In the back of our minds, we always had that as the end goal. But at the same time, we were taking it little by little, as Coach Dodge likes us to do. Who do you look at at the next level, college or pro? And I know everybody likes to sample from you know certain players that you may watch. Well, who are some of the guys that you watch on Saturday and Sunday and go, okay, I could, I could do something that like that. I could implement this. Do you watch anybody at the next level that inspires you? Funny you ask. Before every game, I love to watch highlights. I look up a certain running back, whoever I'm feeling. Every game, it changes. 
and I'll just look up their high school highlights or their pro highlights. Some of my favorites include Derek Henry, Jonathan Gray, who I actually worked with over the summer. He was a Texas running back. May not even be a running back, maybe a tight end, maybe a receiver, maybe even a quarterback. But I feel like it helps me to get my mind right, to relax. And then that like, it's not that far out of reach what they can do and what I can do. I have a bone to pick with you because generally in play action, it is not the job of the lead back to confuse the play-by-play guy. What it means is you take your job incredibly seriously. And even in that moment where you don't have the ball, you are committed to your assignment. That's part of knowledge of assignment, which I hear every single week. Is it, is it something that you're aware of, or is it something that is so drilled into you now that, that you just kind of do it without even thinking about it? A little bit of both. You know, these coaches are so detail-oriented. They won't let anything little like that pass, pass themselves up. So I've heard it all last year, carry out your fate, carry out your fate. And Coach Rhodes has done a really good job of emphasizing that this year. Um, and it translates. It's, it's, it's actually pretty tough, though. As a running back, you don't really realize, like, the good that it's doing, like pulling down safety, pulling, keeping the linebackers in the box and whatnot. You go back when you watch film, then you start to realize that, okay, yeah, I see what happened here. I see what happened. And um, you realize that the coaches are completely right. And that touchdown wouldn't have happened if I hadn't carried out my fake. So that's why we do it. Final thought as we visit with our Shap of the Week. Family is a very big theme for the Westlake football organization, whether it's the coaches, the players, you know, the trainers. It's one big family, and, and they preach that. Obviously, that extends to your family. And one of the unique things that we're seeing now is there's another wave of what I call little brothers. Last week, we visited with Bryce Chambers. He's a little brother. It's really cool that you get to go to practice with your little brother. Have you guys ever been on the same team? Never, never in my life. And you know, it's funny you say that. I love him to death, but he was so excited when he found out that he was being brought up that we get to go together. Every day we drive, I drive in the same car. We, we drive to practice, drive him home, um, drop him off wherever he may need to be. Garrett's riding yeah. shotgun. You are having that unique experience watching what it was like because you know exactly what you felt Describe what it looks like now as you watch your little brother go through the exact same experience. It's nostalgic. I mean, that's the best word for it because I was exactly in his shoes. And last week he got his first reps with the twos. He's like, great, great, great. Did you see that? He's telling me all about it. Um, and he was super excited. His face just lit up and it was amazing. And I just, it, it immediately reminded me of my sophomore year. How could it not? I still remember the first time that I got in with the twos and the first time I got into a game period. So uh, it's really definitely something special and I can see how much it means to him. And it just kind of translates to me like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm super glad I get to spend time with him like this. It's got to make you super proud, right? Because, you know, as a Westlake football player, what I've found out is that there's not only that admiration for the guys, not just in the family, but you know, you're watching the varsity from the pit. You're paying attention during middle school. It goes all the way back to Pop Warner for a lot of you guys. And it's just so interesting to see that now you, you get to play with him and it's that experience that you'll probably remember for a long time. But it's it's also got to be personally, you know, kind of a sense of pride as as you kind of watch the next knack for get the opportunity to to play Westlake football. I definitely think I'm proud of him. And I may have had a small role in his development, maybe a large role. I, I don't really I don't really know. That's more something he knows, but he worked hard. He worked his butt off himself. He deserves it himself. So yes, I'm very proud of him, but he did it on his own. And if I wasn't here, if I wasn't his brother, I'm sure he would still be there in the same exact place he is now. So who's faster? Is it you or him? 
me. I'm <laughs> yeah, I always Whatever ask. he tells you, don't believe him. As we finish things up here with our Shab of the Week, it's a holiday version. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to, to you and your family. I really appreciate you taking the time out on Christmas Eve to, to visit. And as we leave you, Gray Knack, for our Shab of the Week, I know we talk about team goals all the time. Uh, we talk about the goal board all the time. And I really believe that that path to success starts with the metrics that, that Coach Dodge and his staff uses to, to track winning football. It's a plan to win. Personally, though, inside, what's Gray Knack for his goal? What's one of the things that you'd like to see happen just for you? At this point, this late in my football career, my goal is just to have fun. I want to enjoy these last few weeks with my teammates, with my friends, with my brothers, my brother. That's all that's really come across my mind. Yes, I would love to um, make an amazing play and score a touchdown, but I want to keep this family together more than anything. Um, and that would mean going, getting all the way to state, playing as long as we can play. The fact that that's not guaranteed, it really helps me to realize that I got to cherish each of these moments. And I'm just having, I'm just trying to make the most of it. That's all I've been focusing on. It. And I feel like I've done a great job. Every practice I've come with a better attitude. Um, it used to be like, oh my God, 5.30, what am I doing here? And now it's kind of like, all right. This may not happen again. Might as well tear it off while I can. That's really my main goal, just to have fun. He's great knack for our Shab of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this, man. Of course.